Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the week two recap of Night Shift, season one, disc two. We got some answers this week. We did. So a couple things that I just wanted to touch base on is, first of all, the huge news that we've all been seeing is supposedly we're going to have new episodes August 3rd. Which is right around the corner. Absolutely. So it's going to perfectly line up with season one has three discs. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we're going to do about season two. We might... We still need to find them. I can't do anything. I think we're just going to have to do it on YouTube, to be honest. it's. And we're recording in a different room today, so if you hear squeaking, it's chairs. Sorry. I need some WD-40, but <laughs> I need new chairs. That's more like These are comfy, though. They are comfy. I know they're a little squeaky, but I'm afraid if you get ones that aren't squeaky, they're not going to be as comfy. But also, because of the material, they tear it very easily. Oh, okay. And having a cat. Yeah. And children. Yeah. Got it. There's there's things. But anyway, like right there, I just put my arm down and no. So I text you because as I was listening to our recap last week, why did we not think about you text me and called me and whatever like the second that I left your I house? I called you first. And I was going somewhere. Oh, I had to take... You did not clear your afternoon with I, me, so I, I don't know where you Yes. Went. So I talked about last week that my son bought a new car. Yeah. Well, he was taking it to our mechanic because he bought the car in Ohio and in Pennsylvania. Your cars have to be inspected in Ohio. They sure. don't. Yeah. And that is why I was unavailable for you to call me and tell me about your wonderful discovery well, that we totally missed when we did the recap. 
So, Toulouse, is that how we say his name? I think so. Everybody says it a little different, I feel like. Well, and Epiphany just keeps saying, Mr. Dubois. Who else has the last name Dubois? But why have they never said anything about that? Here's the thing. When Felix came on, we would not have realized oh, right, because that that was... Yeah, we didn't watch that. But I can't believe... sometimes they say people, oh, you're related to so-and-so, and they're really not even a thing. Yeah. But I don't remember... I feel like somewhere we would have made that connection, and I don't remember ever them saying anything about it. In 2019. So, Felix, side note. Okay. Felix is played by Mark Samuel. Mm-hmm. In 2019, Samuel indicated... That Felix got his last name from Toussaint Dubois, a character on General Hospital Night Shift. Samuel also liked a fan's reply to his tweet that said it was cool that Felix was related to Toussaint. The show itself never made the direct reference to the possible familial relation between the two characters. However, if the actor is saying, yeah, so. Well, I'm glad we're stupid. For not <laughs> catching it we are, in the first we are four episodes. We are in the first four episodes. And said it last week. But I'm glad that there wasn't an official, right. like, Felix said it right. on the show. And we're just like, who are you talking about? Apparently we missed someone asking it. So somebody else asked that question yeah, on job. Twitter and he confirmed. So, and we also forgot to mention that Epiphany is so in love with him because remember Patrick was, kept hearing when the Saints go marching in. Yes. Toussaint was in a popular music group called The Saints. Mm-hmm. That's our catch up from last week on things. Recap that, on our recap? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a little, I mean, it's totally more difficult to be doing right. this because it's not. We can't cover everything and we're hoping this will get people interested in watching it if they haven't. So you don't want to spoil right. all of the story. Lines. No, not at all. So this week, Disc 2 had five episodes on it. It did. Threw me off. Mm-hmm. Disc 3 only has four, but then it has a bonus feature <gasps> on the set of At Night Shift. Oh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So episode five was Bed, Bath, and Be Gone. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Funny. Kelly draws Pablo's ire. Patrick and Robin are surprised by the change in a patient's condition. And Maxie's infection takes a turn for the worse. And Andy is dubious of a patient's illness. Where do your notes start? Because I forgot my notes at home. So that's right. I was just going to ask here. you. So where? <laughs> okay. So my first note was, what's arts? Andy wanted to ask Kelly to go to arts for some beignets. Oh, I don't know. Where's arts? Good catch. I that's where that note. my thing goes. I said that it was so nice to see Spinelli obsessed with someone else because he's obsessed with Jolene. Mm-hmm. Very true. Miss Stewart, and you were totally right last week. So many people mispronounce. So, like, Miss Sneed says, I think she pronounces it more with a D. Okay, so yes. right? Yes. I could not tell if it's supposed to be Stuart or Steward, because depending on who's saying it, you know, just don't know. But the cross-stitch that she was working on, yes. the cross-stitch on the blanket that she was working on, she left for Jake. I really like Jason in Night Shift. Mm-hmm. He's very sweet. He's very sweet. He's very... I can't remember his character being like that, but then whenever we watch the older episodes and see him with Sam and stuff like that, he used to be. He was with he was like that with Sam, but not so much with everyone around him. He kept to right. himself more during yes. the day. And in night shift, he kind of is involved in He's everything. He's very softened. Yeah. And we see him working as a janitor. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. 
Miss Sneed had the handcuffs fall out of her purse. So funny. After she just made a comment oh. to Coop about the handcuffs should be left on your on your duty belt. Yep. And then she moves her purse and her handcuffs fall. But she said they were for her nephew who likes to play cops and robbers. Mm, yeah. Okay. Don't blame the kid. <laughs> exactly. So there was also a patient acting out his dreams, a clown laughing nonstop, and Jason talked to the dad of the kid in the coma. Yes. The clown was sad, but it was nice that Spinelli was trying to help him, trying to help ease Spinelli's fear of clowns and help the clown get through the surgery he's going to need to have for a brain tumor. He said his brother had a brain tumor disorder. Yeah. I guess it's common to then have a brain tumor, but this one wasn't like super bad except for the fact that it was on whatever nerve causes crazy laughter so they were right. going to take it out and, be and it wasn't it. a fun laughter it was definitely a scary oh, yeah, laughter that it was, was scary. definitely and it would be scary to break into laughter uncontrollably Absolutely. no matter what but yes he said he scared the kids and so it made them happy that was sad i could just be not remembering it but has spinelli's fear of clowns ever been addressed actually on general hospital i don't remember it i don't know i, I can't answer you there because have you started reading The Secret Life of Damien Spinelli? No, it will be done when it's this redone. Go ahead. So in The Secret Life of Damien Spinelli, it's also a focal point. Oh. And I was like, I don't remember this being a thing. So The Secret Life of Damien Spinelli is our summer book choice. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to record next week. However, we did get some really exciting news. Yay. That we're going to have to push that back. So we're going to do a book club recording meeting online second week in August. That's what we're just going to put out right now. Second week in August, we're going to drop a Zoom link in our, so the week of the 3rd through the 7th. We'll drop a link in our Facebook group. So if you want to discuss the secret life of Damien Spinelli, join us there. And you'll know what I'm talking about with the clowns. And now you still have time to order it and read it. Yep. So you're exactly. Welcome. You're totally. <laughs> so you're, you're all welcome that I procrastinate. And then we got our good news that just fell in line with helping my procrastinating. And we also had Georgie. Yes. Which made me so sad. It made me sad because I would like to see how she would have progressed as a character. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make me sad because she was kind of whiny. And I don't know that I missed that. I didn't remember her being whiny. I didn't think she was being whiny this week. I think I thought she was being a, a sister who was scared for her sister. I feel like you know how Maxie is by now, so she should have been more prepared. You're right. She can be okay. scared. Yeah. But Maxie never listens and follows rules. Maybe she was hoping that this would. It's like, seriously, Maxie, this hasn't. But Maxie always has to put on the brave face because she did tell Dr. Julian that she was scared. Yeah. And we forgot to talk about that because he was showing her how to play guitar and everything last week. He's so cute. He's very cute. He's very cute. She also calls Mac dad. It's wrong. I and don't know what else to say about it because same thing. She said Uncle Mac every single time. They well, all did. That's who he was to them. But then later on in a further episode... He calls them his daughters, which he always has. He's always referred to yes. them as his girls and his daughters. Yep. But they have always said Uncle Mac, mm-hmm. and he respects that. Right. Because all three of their biological dads, well, obviously Maxie and Georgie come from the same dad, but the biological dads are involved. So correct. you wouldn't override that. And Patrick is getting way too close to Layla. I don't like it. I, am I little, don't either. So I had to take actual paper notes instead of 
usually I do on my phone and then I add emojis to go with my thing. So mm-hmm. I literally drew several mad faces as I was taking my notes. Did you color them in too? <laughs> I didn't, but I was just using a pencil and I like had a little steam coming out of them because I was so mad. He needs to stay away from her. Yeah. He needs to stay away from her. And I don't know what episode it's in, but at some point in time, he says something to her about she's just a student nurse. So obviously you don't respect her very much. You shouldn't be. In all fairness, though, he says that crap to Robin, too. That's he he does. He say things. He's a jerk. I don't like it. But he's in a committed relationship with Robin. They've been dating at this point for over a year because they mentioned that at some point in time. Yeah. So flirting with anyone, especially a student nurse, is inappropriate. And continuing to call her lovely and saying her eyes. Yes. Like commenting. And he didn't just say, well, you have really nice eyes, which is fine to say. Mm-hmm. But there is... That would have been sexual harassment. There's a little... Oh, speaking of sexual harassment, did anything with that happen in season or episode five? Or was that a couple? I didn't get... Do you think Kelly was raped? I think Kelly was raped. And that's why she's asking, acting out. Yeah. I don't want to say acting out, but she, she had that nightmare of someone approaching her bed and then she woke up and was all flustered. Right. And And it was a faceless person. It was like, it it was almost like they had a mask, but they just had, it was a white face with like black eyes and a mouth. You know, it was, and she didn't wake up happy about this dream. Right. It wasn't like, you know, fantasizing about another doctor. She was obviously upset. Yes. Yes. So they mentioned the lawsuit just because it's an ongoing thing and we're making fun of her kind of for it. But no, it didn't. It didn't go any further. Right. So then episode six and seven, I feel like we have to talk about together. Right. Because they were together. And okay, wait, wait, wait. To be confused. So were these shows on once a week? Yes. Okay. Yes. Bed Bath and Be Gone was August 9th, 2007. And okay. then episode six was August 16th, 2007. And episode seven was August 23rd, 2007. However, okay. episode five ends with Maxie going into cardiac arrest and them jumping her. Mm-hmm. And then it's not discussed ever again. Right. Like, it's not even addressed ever in the next episode, right? Well, when we get there, she mentions that something bad. Like, all of the bad acts that happened in the hospital. Yeah. It's mentioned that that was one of them. Right. But... But she doesn't talk but about... But they don't, they don't show her being saved and... No, 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 no. Right, right. Like, it's right. not like we... It's not like you don't at the know beginning of episode actually six. okay. Right. You mean. Yes. Because at the beginning of episode six, we don't start right where we left off with it. Right. So, episode six is called Love's Labors. Stacy gets trapped in an elevator on her way to an emergency C-section. Stan and Toussaint scramble to repair it. Elsewhere, Layla's decision has different consequences for two patients. And then episode seven is called Mother's Day. And this, I'm not going to read the description. Okay, we'll hold off on that. Okay, spoiler alert. Yes. So Layla's decision was that she was supposed to take Stacy up to level 10. I like that it goes in all different places in the hospital, too, to level 10 for an emergency C-section because she was suffering from placenta separation. What the heck? It was separated from the wall. Yes. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like they said it. People are screaming at us, it's low. Yes. So she was supposed to take her up to level 10. And right as she was putting her on the elevator, which I found it odd that, like, patients use the same elevators as visitors, because if I was going up for a C-section, I wouldn't want to be standing there with the janitor. Right. No offense to Jason and Stanelli, but um, I feel like it's not the same level. Sterilization. Yes. yes. So as she was pushing them, pushing her in, she saw another patient 
that needed help and did not speak English. And so she went to their aid and just told Spinelli and Jason to get Stacy up to level 10. Right. And Spinelli, the buttons, which she wasn't supposed to do. Right. Because it would make them stick. And so the whole episode, and for six and seven, so I, I really feel like we should just talk about them as best we can in order. And then right, you see each doctor individually going into an office and speaking with, I'm assuming that that was the internal affairs, right. or whatever the hospital has, you know, from right. the board investigating. Yes, it was what one the of heck those happened They're here. replaying the day. Mm-hmm. At, like, you're seeing them replay the day after it happened. Right. Something bad has obviously happened, but they haven't said anything more than the patient trapped in the elevator right. and her baby. So we weren't sure what the outcome of that was going to be. Was it this one or the next one that the, the um, car accident boy woke up? I think it, it was this one. It was this. No. Yes. Yes. yes, it was this one. If not, it was the next one, because like we said, they go together. Jared was his name. Like, I'm even remembering that without my notes. Jared <laughs> woke up from his coma, and he was a nice kid. And so they said, no, they didn't want any other medical intervention, which I thought was kind of funny, because I understand, but I would still kind of be torn about, I want my kid right back to how they were beforehand. Like, what else did he lose besides right. his meanness? Is it just the meanness? Okay, yeah, sure, let's not do anything. But if he lost some other memories, feelings, thoughts, whatever, it's not very nice to just say, right, yeah, we're done with treatment. Well, and Robin was actually very honest with the mom saying, I know someone who had the same exact type of thing. And then when the lady asked, was he okay? And instead of saying, actually, I mean, (laughs) so in Robin, Robin is correct. He is okay. However, Mm Mm-hmm. Not in the way that the mom is asking. The mom was asking, am I going to get my son back? And Zach Robin said, yes, like he's fine. Right. But it was, it was kind of tough to watch a little bit, but on the other side though, when Stacy's in the elevator and she's scared about her baby because her blood pressure and stuff's dropping, she says to Jason, she's scared. And he says, oh, I know two people that this happened to and refers to Elizabeth, yep. who everything was fine. And then I'm assuming the other one was... I'm assuming it was Sam. With Sam, is that... Well, I couldn't remember. I'm assuming... Because he said that the baby passed. And it was a baby girl that passed. And Oh, that would make I, sense. Right. I think that that was... Okay, I wasn't sure. But why did you say two... Like, why would you tell a mother in distress? Oh, yeah, I know two people. No, I know one person. The kid's perfectly fine. End of conversation. And he wasn't thinking. But so the elevator gets stuck and Jason has to. So here's the thing. We just talked about Jason knowing exactly how to put a tracheotomy in. Mm -hmm. However, they never mentioned any of his medical background because when they straight up asked him and he was like, no, I have no medical training. Right. No, Stacy said to him, I don't mean to be rude, but you're a janitor. What do you know about C-sections? And he was like, oh, I don't know anything. Yes, you do. Yes. In fairness, Jason Morgan does not. Jason Quartermain but went he, to medical school. It doesn't necessarily mean that he knew about C-sections. He has more medical knowledge than you would assume a janitor. I would assume at that point in that situation... To ease her instinct mind. would but instinct would just kick in and it would maybe not be flawless, but it would be very much like the tracheotomy where Right. Okay, I just I need to get through this. I in general know exactly what to do. Exactly. And Spinelli was able to pull up what did he have? A YouTube video on how to <laughs> I think do it was a C just section? An article because he was reading it. Yes. But I was surprised that he had Wi Fi 
connections in the elevator. He probably has his own hotspot. Never did they have hotspots in 2007? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know either. So then Jason winds up being able to deliver Stacy's baby, and this is more on episode seven. That was so stressful, though. It was very stressful. They didn't have any kind of supplies. He had to use his knife. Spinelli was not... He was helpful, but he wasn't helpful. And they were trying to address the whole HIV positive thing. Right. But I felt like they didn't really do a good job of that. Because when he handed the baby to Spinelli, that towel had a ton of blood on it. And Spinelli was like, okay, and just scooped it right up. And he was not wearing gloves. Jason was wearing gloves. Right. There should have at least been another pair of gloves in there, again, you would assume, on a janitor cart for right. Spinelli to use. I don't think he was wearing gloves. I don't... No, he wasn't. Okay. No, Spinelli wasn't. And they didn't test him. Like, no one talked about that afterwards. Right. Like, Jason went and got tested, and Robin was freaking out because and know, she, she checked his hands, and she's like, you know, you still have to get tested again. Exactly. She addressed getting tested again. Nobody said anything to Spinelli. So then they leave you hanging with, okay, finally the baby cries. It took forever for them to even decide to do the C-section because that whole time you're seeing Stan and Toussaint. Thank you. Trying to fix the connection for the elevator. And they got it for a second and then it stopped and you're like, oh man. Yep. And Toussaint thought that it had been sabotaged because someone poured liquid on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they... Took a while to do the C-section, but then even when the baby came out, she didn't cry right away. And I think they were both so shocked. And then it hit Jason. He was like, wait, why isn't this baby crying? Yeah. So. And they didn't show that either, like him resuscitating the baby mm -hmm. or anything like that. But I, again, assumed that you couldn't do that without some fear of. Sure. Getting something on you. Yeah. So, and then Stacy's bleeding out. He was smart to jam the towel in there, though, to catch the blood. Absolutely. And so, so they get her to the her room, and then you're like, okay, what the heck happened? Like, like, they, they waited a that, while. That, what's her name? Stacey. Dr. Lee. Perfect. Okay. Did the, uh, had to do a hysterectomy because there was too much bleeding. Yeah. Eventually, we do see Stacy with her. That baby. Baby. Was so cute. But that was a big baby. <laughs> no, but do you know what, though? I think that they actually used pretty close to a newborn because did you hear this? The... The cry was super close to a newborn. But when it was sleeping, yeah, the, the coo, like the breathing and everything, that was close to a newborn. It was very close to a newborn, but that was a big baby. Well. That was a big baby. How big were your babies? I love babies that are bigger, but. How big were yours? Matt was 9, 8. Emily was 7, 8. So was Megan. And then Madeline was 6, 8. Okay. Mine were 8, 3 and 8, 14. Oh, okay. Well, you have 21 and a half inches long, both of them. Oh, no. See, mine went little. Matt was 21 inches, and Emily was 19, and Megan was 18, and Madeline was 18. But it's not like you had super tiny babies. No, but I was a big baby. <laughs> okay. okay. She was adorable. I was not at all saying that. that it's usually they use those babies that look like doll baby size, so they can switch them in and out. They're mm -hmm. way smaller. That was a big baby. They didn't have to, I don't think they had to use any doll babies because they didn't have her on camera that often. I even wrote it down. Baby looked very close to newborn, loved hearing the baby breathing. Because it was doing a little... Mm. It was. She was, you know. she was cute. But then, so she's talking to Robin about how much she loves her baby and all this stuff. It was sad. I didn't expect it. No. Didn't expect it. All of a sudden, flatline. 
And they didn't scoop that baby off of her instantly either. I yeah. was terrified that that baby was going to fall. Yeah. I'm sure she wasn't, but. And her last words were, tell my baby I love her. So, so Stacy passed. And, so well, in the meantime, there was that other woman down in the lobby that had come in that was pregnant. Yes. And everything. And so. I thought it was going to be her that died. And that's what they were talking about was they were spending so much time on Stacy that this woman. Oh, that would have been good. Messy. Yeah. Diagnosed or, you know, something like that. No one was available to help her because Robin should have been down there because she's, she was so invested in, and that's what they kept going back to was how invested in this case Robin was and why she was there. And yes, she had the whole OR team outside of the elevator waiting for them to come off because they didn't, Obviously, didn't think that Jason would have done the C-section, right. so they thought they were going to have to do it right there in the hallway. So that's what I thought was going to happen, is that something was going to happen to that woman because mm. resources were being tied up waiting. Right. You know? Um, so the music in this show has been driving me crazy because I can't identify. I feel like it's the same musician Okay. each week. Do you feel like it's the same person singing each week? Yeah. Okay, because, well, each week, you know, each <laughs> desk. <laughs> yeah. Because last week, at first I was like, oh, that sounds like Anna Nalek. And I really like her. And then I was trying to Google, couldn't find it, whatever. I think it's Joel. Really? Because when Dancing in the Street came on at the end of that one episode, there was something. And I was like, that's Joel. I didn't look so, at it. I didn't pay attention. If you know who sang, because I can't find it. Like, I was Googling, did Joel sing for Night yeah. Shift? I oh, think it might be Joel. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say it on here. So, I mean, that's where my notes go. But was this when we saw more people getting or was that episode eight where we saw more people getting sabotaged that was eight okay but so at the end of this episode basically everyone was pretty much cleared epiphany yelled at robin for yelling at layla for making that call and Mm -hmm. she said there's not a single person in this hospital myself included that has not made a call like that right right so oh and that patient that she went to attend to had a brain aneurysm yes so he needed surgery it yep. wasn't like it was a stomach ache that he would have been fine if she had ignored it it right. was obviously something that needed taken care of right away yep so then episode eight is called employee of the month the staff is preoccupied with the recent string of nefarious deeds okay i guess i could have read ahead on that one patrick struggles to support robin in her hour of need maxie's condition brings up bad memories for leo russell tries to keep the hospital running and rumors of possible takeover Epiphany holds on to a mysterious package. Okay. <laughs> they wrote that a little mysterious package. She had an employee of the month plaque made up. It wasn't a mysterious package. She was just waiting for the right, right. moment to give it to him because you can tell that she's crushing on him very hard. So hard. I think I would be too. He was very gentlemanly with everyone. I oh, like totally. That. But is this the one where, or no, I guess we forgot to talk about that on episode five because talked about pablo with kelly mm. he's threatening to sue for sexual harassment because yes and this one he sees her in the shower room again and she's like get away from me and he admits it's all a bunch of but he's very obviously overstepping his bounds and everything so i don't know how he's still even working there if he's suing the hospital and her wouldn't you think or at least that shift i understand obviously you don't need to lose your job but right reassign her reassign him to a shift that she's not working that doesn't make any sense but at the same time it's just she should be the one being forced to change 
if the charges well, are against fine. her. Wait, that's true too. I no Whatever. Idea. I don't. I didn't mean it against one way or the other. I just meant you wouldn't have two employees that are having that big of issue mm-hmm. with each other still working together because you're right. going to create more issues. So no. So this is the one where we see Jolene. She a jerk. First of all, she flipped out on Spinelli. She was so mean. He was bringing her flowers. And why is there a med car just left out in the middle of the hallway? No clue. They don't do that even on regular general hospital. It is closely guarded. If someone's stealing meds, it's someone going into Mm -hmm. somewhere and getting them. There's just a cart of meds and she's going through them like she's going to do something. And he comes up to her and she's like, get away from me. You're stalking me. Quit following me. I'm not interested. Blah, 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 blah. And then the next day she's like, hey, Spinelli, how are you? Hi, Mr. Jackal. Yeah. She calls him Mr. Jackal. Well, same difference. Yeah. She's being very nice to him. And then he's understandably mean before this episode. No. So this is where I've been. Right. I think she was stressed out because she was sabotaging people all over the place. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So she we, is the saboteur. Yes. We find out she killed... Mrs. Stewart, whatever, and however we're saying her name. Mrs. S. <laughs> oh, Blaney's dad, had he done his surgery yet? That's next one. Okay. That's what I was just checking on. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. No, don't apologize. Myself. That's I'm like, I don't know where That's why I was at. looking on my phone. Um, Maxie, the needed resuscitated, like you had just talked about, she'd switched her meds. She keeps upping the anesthesiologist. Oh, that happened. I think that was this episode, too. Yes. Was that... That sleepy med that they're taking so that they can rejuvenate and then go into surgery and someone mysteriously kept upping it. It was her who did that both times. And then it shows her pouring a glass of water on the elevator electrical panel. Which who does that? I don't care how you're trying to take out a hospital. That's crazy. But there has to be some connection to her dad. General oh, yeah, absolutely. Had to kill her dad or did something. Right. She just keeps talking about how all these people are incompetent and they shouldn't work there. And the guy from med cam or whatever yes she's talking to him and he's all about he's paying did you off. do everything did you do everything wow. how many people are we trying to kill awful yeah and this is where robin announces that she's going to adopt the baby i think she was hinting at it on the mother's day episode that she is named rob or anna yeah yeah sorry jason likes the name but then this is where Patrick gets really cruel. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually having a conversation with the person you're in a committed relationship with. Right. He goes off and flirts with Layla some more. If I had my notes, it's my anger he face again. He basically told her, he was like, you know, you're going to be a great mom. But I feel like that conversation ended with, but not with me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, which is totally opposite of what he was, I felt he was implying last week with that's great that Stacy's doing that. You know, it's wonderful. You know, it, it seemed like he was at least in yeah, but there's support of... Not to support Patrick because he's a jerk, but to support him, you're talking about Robin getting pregnant. You're at least talking about a baby showing up nine months from now. Right. When you're talking about I'm adopting, it's here's this kid today. Right. And that was that was really quick because there was no family. Right. It was done well, through to their knowledge. Nitro, yep. So there's no dad, no dad's family. So she was going to go into the foster care system, and right. Robin said, I'll just take her. And, of course, they'll give her to adopt her because she easily passed all the clearances and all that. So, yeah. Adoption is not that easy, though. Oh, 100% not. But I do think, given the circumstances, well, so it was found out that she had not been born with HIV. Right. So that was nice. 
Yes. But, but they were saying there's a possibility six right. months from now she right. still tested positive. And so I guess you would maybe. To place. Right. Right. So maybe giving it to someone who already knows the life and everything would. And it wasn't a final adoption. It was being approved as a foster parent. Right. So I don't know. I'm assuming courts can move faster if they need to. I think so. Especially in emergency situations like that. Right. But. So she named the baby Anna after, obviously, her mom. But I think that's what kind of freaked Patrick out. Because he's like, you named her? She's like, I can't just keep calling her baby girl. Yeah, but she could have picked a name that had no real connection to you instead of your mom's name. My gosh. Yeah. I didn't have any other notes for this day other than that is so not Vanessa Marcel. That is... Oh, my God. I know. Whoever is marked as Barrett. Yeah. No way. You would think they would do a better job. Like, originally, when she was just all in gauze and not moving about, oh, they kept yelling at her over these episodes. Yes. She kept getting out of her room and It looks like she's going to Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, if you're trying to make us think she's Brenda, but her eyes, her mouth, her nose, none of that was the same, and you can tell through the gauze. Exactly. And then the last one is Gutterball. Yep. And that is... Which was sad. That's Spinelli trying to get more... Oh, we forgot. Jolene, because Jolene asked out Jason and said, can we go bowling? But not just that. We forgot to talk about when Robin just blurted out that Stacy had passed. Jason had no idea. Oh, yeah. The look on his face. And Spinelli totally lost it in the nursery. Yeah. He was like, I'm so sorry, baby. You know. Well, he blamed himself for Jim and the buttons. Right. So I'm glad that. Hopefully, eventually, they're going to figure out that that was not right. at all his fault. Not that everyone hadn't been reassuring him the whole episode, right. but to hear that someone dumped water on it should make him feel a little bit better. I did. So, looking back, now that we know that it's Jolene that has been sabotaging. Well, she was the one that accused Layla, right? She. Oh, no. That was Regina. Was, was it? Regina. Okay. Regina just said that I saw you coming out of Miss Stewart's room. Right. She didn't really accuse her, but she was also not, not accusing her. Yeah. But... Spinelli has been calling her Angel of Mercy and <gasps> Angel of Mercy, Ki- Mercy Killings. Yep. But, and I thought about that last week. I was like, why would you be calling her that? That's not a good yeah. name. Well, foreshadowing. <laughs> Spinelli's smarter than the rest of us. And then on, so in Gutterball, insurance complications may prevent unnecessary surgery for Lainey's father. Robin makes progress in her efforts to adopt Stacy's baby Toussaint's mysterious past is disclosed by Epiphany, and Jolene plots her next move. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So her moving forward in the adoption, it was just, she was supposed to get to take her home that night. Mm-hmm. Everything was done. Yeah. And then there's a mysterious guy hanging outside of the nursery. And you know. You just know. You didn't even need to talk to him. You just knew. Well, it, but not all... Other than that, it could have been a brother. It could have. You know, could have been. It could have been. But you knew it was some relation because he was stalking right. that particular baby, not just admiring right. the cuties in the nursery. So I guess we can just fast forward to the end of that. Yes. The dad. Yep. And she does. She went right for him and was like, can I help you? Is there a reason you were staring at Stacey's right. baby? So, so. But he made it sound like this wasn't a one night stand. He was right. like, uh, did Stacy tell you about me? And she's. No, I have no idea. Right. So So was it possibly a friend helping out? Was it possibly don't know? I don't know. Doesn't necessarily mean it's her boyfriend. Right. It doesn't matter if he's the dad, but right. At least that's the explanation of why she only has one kid instead of two at this point. Yep. 
So yeah, like I definitely was not expecting it to be Layla. Right. That would have been too easy because they kept trying to insinuate that. But I didn't yeah. think that it was going to be Jolene. I thought it was another doctor or just some someone pretending to be an orderly. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of people walking around in outfits they didn't belong in over all these episodes. Stan. Yeah. Was pretending I was in love with him this episode. Yeah. Did you ever watch CSI? All right, he looks very much like Warwick Brown that was on CSI. Oh, okay. I'll find you a picture. I don't know, but his eyes, I could just stand there and talk to him all day. So you're going to... Beautiful eyes. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So in this episode, Dr. Winter's dad needed the surgery, which they had talked about in one of the other episodes, but I guess... Oh, yeah. Doesn't he look like him? Exactly like him. Yeah. I'm going to start watching that show. Yeah. Anyway... Dr. Winter's dad needs the surgery and they had already said that the surgery wouldn't be approved because he had Alzheimer's. So it's basically pointless, blah, blah, blah. So Patrick volunteers his services and they do the surgery and Robin even tried to protect them from being found out. Mm -hmm. But in order to get him to consent to the surgery to begin with, he wanted to see one of her old boyfriends. I can't remember what his name was, but one of his old boyfriends and Stan happened to look just like him. So they had Stan come in, but he was so nice and he was so sweet and he looked so cute, all dressed up. I was just in love. It was very kind of him to agree to do that. Right. Because they said that they had dated once, just once, Mm -hmm. and that it didn't go very well. So it was even more awkward to pretend to be her old boyfriend. Right. But then Cody came back. I like him too. They need to resolve his issues. Yes. Because he needs help and he's nice. But he really helped with the situation because he came in and recognized that Lainey's dad was having a memory. Right. Something lost or something. Yeah. And he immediately went into military mode and kind of just jogged. Right. Got him back in that place. So that was really cool. Yes. I hope they continue to develop his character Mm -hmm. in a nice way. Yeah. Well, like he even said to Lainey, he's like, you know, I know what it's like to be in his shoes or something like that, or about being referred out to somewhere that doesn't care. And she said right. something, and he's yeah. like, yeah, they sent me to the VA hospital. Yes. So, but yeah, so Jolene asked Jason out, and Jason's and never been bowling. And it, really, Jason, you'd ask Jason to go bowling. I don't feel like there's anything about him that makes me think, he can bowl. let's go bowling. Really? I'm just saying, do you want to go see a concert? Do you want to go? You want to go get a drink? Grab a beer? Yeah, but bowling? That doesn't feel like a Jason activity. Yeah. And then he felt bad having to tell Spinelli that she asked him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Spinelli's definitely more of the bowler. Right. And I, I don't know. I just thought we're into me bowling. I love bowling, but that's a, let's get 10 people together and go bowling and have some beers and eat some nachos and bowl as a group. One-on-one bowling? I've done that. I've done it, it, definitely not. not, No. It's more fun with a group. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I just felt like that was weird. But yeah, she asked him out. He said no, that he wasn't the kind of guy she should get involved in, which I didn't like that answer. I felt like he He said you seem like a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no, I'm just not interested. Right. No is a complete sentence. Yeah, exactly. If you really need me to go on, I can say I'm not interested because we just don't whatever. Right. Or it's been always practicing bowling in the hallway. Yeah. I mean, that was a little bit much. Yeah. And she walked into it kind of like she didn't know why he was practicing. Mm-hmm. After you just mentioned bowling to his friend. Right. Whatever. Craziness. 
Oh, and then Epiphany kind of lost it on Stan also when he was getting on Toussaint about just being a janitor. Yes. Which is rightfully so. Absolutely. Don't judge him. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Even if that is all he had done with his life, that's still a perfectly fine profession. Right. If he's happy and it's paying his bills. Right. It's a legal job. Right here. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't really have a lot on that one. And I liked that, what was the nurse's name? Regina. Mm. She went off on stand too. I was like, maybe you shouldn't be disrespecting your mom. Oh, but then this one ended with... Oh, and back a couple episodes ago, Robin keeps catching Patrick and Layla exchanging glances. Angry face, angry face, angry face. Oh, my Dancing on the rooftop. Oh, and now yeah. this time it ended with them kissing. Yuck. So I guess we'll see what happens next week on episode 10. It better be that he pushes her away and says, sorry, that was a mistake. I was mad at Robin because... I have a feeling Robin and Patrick are going to work this out. Do you think they're going to end up together? Wonder if they'll ever have kids. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> do, do, do. Reality check. So reality check. Mm-hmm. I still got nothing. Like, school needs to start back or something needs to happen. You've done I'm nothing all week. Still... No. I really, I really haven't. You worked this week? I did. Okay. But... Nothing exciting there. Well, I mean, you work for a family. You can't really disclose. Right. I mean, I can't disclose certain things. Right. But you can't really talk about it. But on top of that, nothing earth-shattering one way or the other with that. And I don't know. My kids were excited to go to their dad's this weekend because they're celebrating the stepmom's birthday. Aww. Because next weekend when it is her birthday is my weekend. And her dad and the stepmom are going to Mexico, which I won't share my opinions on. <laughs> Um, and that's that. Besides that, they're excited to go celebrate. They do like a big dinner at one of the fancier restaurants normally. I don't know if they're going to take out this year or what they're doing. But anyway, they all get together. So the kids were happy to go do that. And my oldest daughter is excited because tomorrow she's meeting the boyfriend's family. Dun, dun, dun. Aww. So yes, it makes me like, I remember being that age and being all nervous. And so she had to figure out what she's going to wear and with shoes and blah, 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 and all that stuff that it's kind of just funny to see her so wrapped up in. That's fun. It is. And then, oh, Megan was allowed to return to the fire hall this week because she was off quarantine from going to North Carolina. Uh, so. I saw her posting sad things on Instagram. <laughs> Not super sad things, but just like, every oh, time the fire station. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Every time that they I'm would sitting get on call, the porch watching them drive by. She would sit on the porch and like wave to them like a sad puppy they left behind. It's seriously great though that she is so into that. It is. It's awesome. And they are the greatest, greatest group of guys. Yeah. So it's super, yeah. She could be into worse things, you know. Oh, Oh, oh. no. She's into helping people. Yeah, exactly. And they're pushing her, you know, she should go get her EMT certification because she can start at least like reading about those classes and getting ready to take them. And so, um, I think she's going to go more the medical side than the firefighter side as she ages up and whatever, mm-hmm. but super friend who does both. And you can do both, but she seems to be, she likes the medical calls more than the fire calls. But at this point it may be because of the fire calls, she has to completely stay out of the way because they're, she can't go into a fire. Sure. She can't get close to a fire okay. because all of the insurance stuff you know the liability of a 14 year old being in a fire exactly might be there versus the medical stuff she can't do the stuff but like they did an ob class the other day where they learned about emergencies with ob and so she got to watch this video and so she knows birth control you do this 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 this, and this and so um she had taken the babysitting class 
for Girl Scouts that was first aid and stuff, but this like was a step up from so that. So she could have delivered a baby in the so she elevator? Could, she could deliver a baby in the elevator. Okay. Sure. Without yeah. Wi-Fi. Without Wi-Fi, yeah. I don't know that any of my kids will ever be that talented, but she's getting the basics and she's excited. There's more to learn at this age about the medical side than there is the fire side because all of like the major tests, they won't let you take until you're 18 because you can't go into a fire mm. until you're 18. So that's that. But anyway, gotcha. either way, I'm that proud of her. She's happy, whatever. I don't think there was anything exciting from Madeline this week. So. No news is good news sometimes. Yeah, they were all excited. Like I said last week, that Matt got his new car. He took everyone for a ride in it. It goes too fast. It makes me scared. But he's excited. So He's a good big brother, though. There you go. I'm sure that he'll Yeah, he tries to plan things for them. So Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. So, yours is definitely more exciting. You win. It's not that exciting. <laughs> What's yours? You win. My son started applying to colleges. It is exciting. It yeah. is. I'm just not ready. And I waited a year to put him in kindergarten because I had daycare issues. But, yeah. And the thing is, so he's been meeting with, he's called a college coach, but, I mean, he really is like an after high school coach. Yeah. And so he doesn't necessarily push college. He pushes whichever right. route the kids should be taking yes. for them. And I knew that they had been working on essays and he's been working on his art portfolio. And then I'm downstairs working and I knew that he was having his monthly meeting. And then suddenly I get an email, dear parent, blah, 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 has just applied for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like, why? <laughs> Although we are now working on memorizing our social security number. Oh yeah. See, that was something I went to school in Ohio and I don't know if it was just something the teacher did or this particular school district did or what, but starting in eighth grade, all of your test scores were posted on the board with the last four digits of your social number. There was huh. no names associated with it. So I knew my social number by the time that I was like 14. I like that though. Because that's how they do it like in colleges and stuff. Probably not so much anymore now that it's all online likes to steal your identity and stuff. But back then it wasn't a thought. And so, right. yeah, I knew my social number way back then. I think I knew mine early on. But, well, Andy applied for his first job job just because. Wow. So he's been a camp counselor and he's done landscaping and stuff. But, like, he actually filled out. Well, I guess he did interview and filled out applications for the camp counselor. But he's also, he went to the camp. Right. Volunteered for the like camp. Indefinite in. And this isn't. He, for the past three years, has been a camp counselor. But, yeah, so this one was. Yay! So he's such a good kid. I like him. <laughs> and I always have to find somewhere for my daughter to work too, which I mean, it's been concerning me because he needs a job. He needs to learn. Right. You know, I learned so much through work. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, right now, it's like, do I really want him doing this? And right. so I was like, okay, you can do DoorDash or you can do Instacart because he's 18, so he can actually do those oh, types of jobs. Right. But at the same time, he's done swimming, he's done art. Yeah. You know, he's really into individual and yeah, being a camp counselor, you do have to work as a team, but he's never really worked. Right. Even junior ROTC, they still, robotics is probably the closest mm -hmm. and that he's really good at, but he, right. he, I just feel like he just needs a little bit more exposure to. Right. The point of the job isn't so much making money. It's getting out there and exploring the rest of the world and those right. jobs, you're completely independent for yourself. Exactly. Much, and you're so. just driving, picking something up and dropping it at someone's door. Yeah. So yeah. So that's where we are. But, uh, I'm so trying excited. to find something for my daughter cause she really wants a job. Oh, okay. So yeah. Got to figure that one out, but yeah, that's really it. Gold stars for your kids. Gold stars for yours.
Our kids get gold stars. <laughs> so join us on Thursday where you're going to hear us play the General Hospital board game. That does not sound that exciting. <laughs> but it was fun. And once you hear us play it, you're going to be on the hunt for it yourself. And I'm really sorry that I, I don't got... know where else you're going to get it. I don't know. But if you live in the Pittsburgh area, we are going to figure out a game night with local General Hospital fans. It'll be so much fun. It will. Because you can have up to 10 players. That's a lot of general hospital fans. That's a lot of board of directors meetings and fighting and romance and... Yes. Rumors. Those rumors killed me. Let's talk about the rumors. Yeah. So join us on Thursday. And have a good week. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 